You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Merry Christmas from Fat Dude Digs Flicks, and here's the naughtiness. is up everybody this is andy the resident fat dude of fat dude digs flicks coming to you recorded from sioux falls south dakota here with another episode of let's talk about uh if this is your first time listening to let's talk about welcome hello it's nice to nice to have you here uh let's talk about is an interview show where i am joined by a guest We talk about their life, their loves, and a movie that has had an impact on them. Typically, that's what the show is about. However, you are joining me in the midst of a mini-series of sorts. (laughs) This is called The Naughty List. Uh, The Naughty List is where I revisit some movies uh, over the Christmas season that I do not like to see if my opinion of them has changed. Spoiler alert, this week it has not. Uh, This week I am joined by Wrestling Voice 1, the wrestling voice of the Midwest, Charlie Eccles, uh, to discuss a movie that I have had a hate-hate relationship with since its release uh, in 1999-2000, and that would be Troy Duffy's The Boondock Saints. Uh, I hated it then. I hate it now. So, let's find out why, shall we? So, go ahead and pop your popcorn. Grab a soft drink. I always say that weird. Like, I don't know why my mouth does that, but it wants to make that C a G. Popcorn. Pop your popcorn. Grab a soft drink. Sit back. Relax. And let's talk about the Boondock Saints. All right, everyone, welcome to an all-new episode of Let's Talk About. I am always, this is this is going to be an interesting episode because the guest today is a guest that I am always excited to have a chance to talk to. The movie today is a movie that I wish would fall into a fire and burn for all eternity. Uh, but that's okay because at least... Charlie Eccles will be there with me to watch it burn. Charlie, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, dude. I loved that introduction on this movie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this, that made me that made me very happy, actually. <laughs> it's it's so funny because like I have a I have a long standing history of just despising this movie. And this is one that I knew. Yeah, this is one I knew I wanted to cover uh when I did this. Uh, little series and i was like i know there are people that like this movie and when you were like i'll do i'll do boondock saints i was like oh charlie you like boondock saints okay oh i well, don't want to i don't want to hurt you <laughs> yeah, let's 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 we'll get into the conversation yeah. 
because it 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 had been a while since I had watched it, and I'll get into my own history with it as well yeah. as we as we get into it. But not to not to put the cart before the horse here, but the, <laughs> I'm excited to compare our histories on on this one. It'll be it'll be fun to talk about. We'll we'll get to the Boondock Saints here in just a minute. But Charlie, how you doing? How's how's everything been going for you? It's been uh, uh what like I think the last episode you were on was when we talked about last night in Soho. Is that right? I remember. Yeah, I remember that being the the movie we talked about. It has it been like a year since I've yeah, been on? Yeah, I think now? so. I think so. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I so- like that we I, and I feel like last time I preceded Casey. This mm-hmm. time, Casey preceded me, so I, I like that we kind of have that little tradition in December, January, where the the three of us out, who are always talking anyway right. uh, are, are on uh, on this show together. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think it's going to have to be the tradition where it's like you know, if I ever have you scheduled for something i've got to call casey and be like hey think of a movie you want to talk about just because and say and vice versa if i have casey on the show i'll be like hey charlie what's what's a movie you want to talk about like i have to do it in succession uh or else something bad will happen that's the new (laughs) that's the new uh uh new superstition of mine i think um how's how has how has your year been charlie like this has been a pretty hectic year for you filled with all kinds of stuff. So, so talk about your 2022. How how did this year go for you overall? Oh, 2022. Okay, so last time I was on, were we pregnant or did we have the baby? Do you I recall? Think, I think I think pregnant. I think she, pregnant. I think was pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we, uh, December 23rd of 2021, we had our first child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this coming up. Friday, we are celebrating our first child's first birthday. Um, So yeah, and it's you're telling me that (laughs) when when parents get told like, oh, it goes by quick, you're just like, I shut the fuck up. You're right, whatever. Like, (laughs) and then it really does. (laughs) Now I'm like, yes, tell me, tell me all the things that I'm gonna miss so I don't miss them. And (laughs) uh, so we had our first baby in December, uh, heading into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually spent, this is really funny. And I don't know if I, and I think I have shared this with you. This is one of my favorite, that favorite memories because we were in the hospital for like a week. What, yeah. what ended up happening was we, we were going in for an induction. The induction didn't take. So they came and talked to us about a C-section. Well, because of that, we had, we were already in the hospital for two days with trying to do the induction. Sure. So, with the recovery time that it takes for a C-section, we wound up there for about a week. Yeah. And my wife killed it. Like she, she did awesome. Like nailed it. Yeah. She did awesome. It was great. Um, well, not for her, but it, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite memories is though, though, is that because we had to spend Christmas in the hospital mm-hmm. is that that was the first time in probably 20 some years that I had access to cable television and oh. so we watched the we watched the 24 hour showing of <laughs> <laughs> a christmas story and i hadn't watched it in in years so yeah. with the sequel coming out this year 
the true sequel anyway to it right came out this year i was ecstatic because my wife was just sleeping most of the time like she would hold the baby and then fall asleep and i i'm just wired the whole time so i'm just watching (laughs) watching a christmas story with this one or this two-day-old baby and then uh that last year specifically uh they had ran wrestling on christmas day as well so that me and my daughter got to watch a christmas story all day and then we watched wrestling that night so that was yeah it was it was and it was (laughs) Very, very funny uh, for and very apropos for for our family, too, because my wife was sleeping. I was holding (laughs) watching wrestling. So just just another day at the Eccles house. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So that's how the year started. Yeah, Uh, we we got through our maternity leave and I had I had a couple of weeks of leave, which was great. And then you know, got into real life with it. And uh, this last spring, I decided, hey, even though I just have the just have this baby, I'm going to finally make make a go at going to college yeah. uh, for the first real time in my life. Um, so I enrolled and I'm a, I'm a student at Bemidji State University now. And nice. I I'm going I'm going for well, I was going, I was going for social work and, and and like, like true freshman fashion, because I long story, if you guys have ever heard me on the podcast here, like the, the shortened version of the story is I'm 11 years sober now and I failed out of college. So you can, you can, you can connect the dots there. (laughs) And I had no credits to, to speak of. Uh, So now I'm, I was going to school for social work. I had a meeting with my advisor and I actually added a major. So I'm actually double majoring now uh, going for, yeah, yeah. I, and it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be as like impressive as, as it sounds when you say, Oh, I'm a double major because it was literally the difference of adding like three classes. Sure. I mean, (laughs) and uh, we we don't have to know that Charlie to us, it's going to be super impressive. Right. <laughs> and it was a, the difference of turning one, uh, turning a minor into a major. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but anyway, I'm going for social work and uh, addiction studies for school. Awesome. Uh, um, and then all the while, like the, I was actually finally back on the road with wrestling, yeah. uh, heading back into last year. And I actually stopped going on the road and mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing the local shows and everything like that. And that's been a blast. Uh, yeah. But uh, I stopped going on the road for wrestling and I- I'll still pick up shows from time to time. They're doing a show near my hometown here in a couple of months for a, a promotion uh, outside of here. But it- and I had called and request requested for to be their ring announcer and they uh, they've used me in the past. They wanted to use me again. So it was it worked. It worked out in everybody's favor there. Awesome. But uh, in lieu of that, I got uh, an additional job where I'm now the in arena host for the Sioux Falls Stampede for the yeah. for the hockey, the USHL team here in Sioux Falls. So I went from wrestling to ho- to hockey and it's a much bigger crowd. It's much more of a production. It's I'm yeah. learning a lot. It's been yeah, it's been a lot of fun to be in a different setting. I've tried to immerse myself in the world. I think I might be becoming a hockey fan. How about that? Really 
<laughs> yeah, nobody nobody would have called that one. If that was on your bingo card for 2022, Charlie liking a sport was not on it. And uh, But yeah, the, I mean, between that I, and then I've got school, I've got that, I've got the hockey thing, being a dad, still a husband, you know, my, my wife and I are, we finally had our first real date a couple of weeks ago hey. <laughs> that we had. So, it, you know, it, we're still navigating all everything we can with that. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I thought that life would uh, slow down once I started going to school and everything like that. And then I picked up the stampede gig and it's like, nope, I'm not allowed to sit. So. It's just a series of adventures, Charlie. That's what really that's is. what your life is. It just, really uh, is. Yeah, kind of going from one one path, one uh uh, you know, uh, uh I guess well, for lack of a better word, one adventure to the next because it's like you are you're kind of uh uh bouncing between these fields and yet still like just moving forward uh in everything you're doing i think it's so so awesome to kind of uh get to sit back and watch as you uh kind of succeed at these things um your your first this was what you you completed your first semester of college yeah. this was the, awesome and yeah, yeah. how how was the first semester cuz i'm guessing all of your courses are uh rem- like remotely right yeah, I'm, I'm doing 100% remote uh, with with Bemidji State. Once, uh, so because I'm trying to get my general my my general credits out of the mm-hmm. way right now, still, uh, I'm not required to be on campus. But that will change uh, sure. in about a year and a half, and I'll have to drive up to Bemidji, Minnesota, about once a once a month sure. to to do that. But uh, you know, I've got about a year and a half before that happens. It's, yeah. um, but it's been. I, I don't know. It like crazy. I, I, I'm just happy. I passed like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because that, that was not the history that I had. And that was a a big reason why I had a fear of going back because for real, like I, I, I think the anxiety uh, that you felt that I felt just from the fact of failing the first time and Mm -hmm. knowing that I am a different person now, but not, not necessarily always believing that I'm a different person. Um, It, it, that anxiety kind of stuck with me for a little bit. And then I had to take some, because I, I enrolled late as well. I had to take uh, one class that was very difficult and Mm. I was, I had to give myself a high five because at the end of it, I, I wrote two research papers for that class and I had never written a paper not even yeah. in high school, because, you know, I fucked off in high school. Like, sure, sure. You know, I, and, and <laughs> pardon my language, like, I, I just, I was a lazy kid. And yeah, I, I, <laughs> so I don't recall ever writing any kind of paper. So I wrote an actual, I wrote two actual research papers. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm just happy that we got through that. And I, I did, I did all right, too, so. Nice. We love it. We love it here. We love watching our th- our friends thrive, Charlie. That's, that's right. What we, that's what I like to see. So, ah, that's super cool. And do you have like, are you already in the course selection process for your next semester, or yeah, like, do you yep, already yep. have those? Or, already have those uh, picked out? Already done. Already nice. done. Yep. Yep. We the advisor and I we we sat down for like, a, gosh, like an hour. Sure. I want to say one day, and we did. We hammered out my whole college career together so <laughs> because and the only time I had to email her was that one of the classes that she said I should take uh, filled up like right away. 
Oh, and wow. I was, and that it was a hybrid class that they had that you could take online and then watch the lectures. Oh, and sure. it, it actually filled up with the with the people that were going to be there uh, in person. So, yeah. <laughs> it, which happens. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, yeah. but and and it's also interesting too, just because like I, in some of our classes, because it's online, there's discussion posts mm-hmm. is a, a big part of uh, of this now, and to the conversation style for somebody who's 34 years old to somebody who's like a a freshman sophomore (laughs) in high school in in college is so starkly different yeah and and even even from the online perspective right and it's just it's so starkly different and sometimes like i I see somebody post something like, what are they doing? And I get super <laughs> dad about it. And like, no, take that down. So, yeah. I I wondered about that too, because it's like, it's funny because I'm, I'm older than you are. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, I never really, I never really picture you. I mean, I picture you as an adult, Charlie, of course, but of I course. never <laughs> picture you as like an, a, an older guy, but you kind of going into this experience where you're going back to college and you're you're dealing with students who are you know just starting college for the first time, kind of in that age range. Even with mm-hmm. it being online, like it has to be uh, an interesting experience as these these I'm going to say it as these kids are you know going through this experience. Like it's it's got to be kind of fascinating to <laughs> maybe feel yourself age right in front of your own like eyes. Uh, it as is you, as you monitor these kids. <laughs> it is so. I I mean in the I mean, I, I always have to remind myself of the math. Like, yes, I'm 34, but some people who know me know, and you know this probably more so than than most people. Um, but I, I'm just a tiny man child. Like, that's you know that you know. But I had to do the math a few times when I would read some of these discussions because, especially now, I'll, I'll give you a, like a specific example in my yeah. in the math class I had to take in our final. We had to we we had to do a final project in the math class and it was essentially just a, a PowerPoint of something we had been working on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we had to, that was 75% of the grade was the actual project. And then re- there was another portion of it that was 25% where you had to actually review two other projects mm-hmm. that came up. And the two projects that I reviewed, I, after turning mine in, I, I could not believe the poor quality these guys had in using PowerPoint. Sure. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> and like, I just, I kind of, I, I, as nicely as I could, I ripped it apart yeah. and ripped both of them apart. And yeah. I was like, Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to have a slide on vocabulary, maybe don't copy and paste the, like, <laughs> and if you are going to copy and paste, Change the fucking font. Like, <laughs> that's, and so for the people who know me, like that's a funny thing because you wouldn't generally think that that's who I am. But then I had to continue to remind myself like, oh, I am 15 years older than these guys. I have actual work experience mm-hmm. and I know I know what quality is. And I so I submitted those two that I reviewed and I picked it apart. And then I felt terrible because I didn't feel like I was actually being helpful when 
it's not my job to feel helpful. That's right. It's the teacher's job to feel helpful. In exactly. <laughs> but it is what it is. So yeah. Uh, Professor Charlie in the house laying it down. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Well, and I'm like, God, I, I, I have some organizational, almost like borderline compulsive compulsion <laughs> tendencies for things like that. So I'm like, yeah. come on, you, you're killing me, Smalls. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. But I get it. I get it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, an interesting experience, uh, you know, to, to kind of uh, go back. Cause I, you know, when I, when I went to college, uh, my first time around, I didn't, really focus on class Uh, and so after out of after a semester and a half I stopped going uh and then I went back to school like three years later so I was like I was 22 23 when I started college the second time around so I was still young but I was still older than these 18 year old kids who had just graduated high school and you know it was kind of like I kind of felt like I was in the middle because there were the non-traditional students who were of course older and then the the kids just out of high school and then me and I you know I felt of course closer to the people who had just you know just graduated and then the people who were you know still going through college their first time around but Mm -hmm. there's still there were moments where I was like I'm older than these people this is this is a weird feeling because it's like you know, I'm not much older, but I'm just a little bit where I can see there's a difference in like just a just a small personality clash. Yeah, and, but those those three years that you had, I mean, yeah, those first three years that you have of actual life experience mm-hmm. are so important. Right? Yeah. and when you have that over somebody who is now a peer, that it can be. I I don't know if there's if that if I'm going to use the proper term to describe it, but like it can cause some collision as far as conversationally with that too. I mean, that's, you just, there's a maturity factor that isn't there that is with you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. again, I I just take a little, uh, all you want them to do is take a little pride in, in in what they, what they're trying to present. But at the same time, it's like, they can't learn that without that, that life experience so mm-hmm. we could preach all we want right. but we're just barking we're just we're we're just yelling into a vacuum at that yeah. point so yeah um you know and i and i do think too that the the uh older students and the non-traditional students like those are the ones that you know they i hesitate to say they might take the school a little bit more seriously uh, yeah. but at least they're they're there because they have really they really have this desire to learn to better themselves to get that degree like there is definitely that that motivation there and i'm not saying that makes them better but i think that makes that gives it so it's like you know there's a little bit more of a focus on the schooling experience as opposed to the college experience if that makes sense yes it does 100 percent. because i think that my first go around, I was so focused on the college experience, mm-hmm. the partying, the meeting people and making enough money to be able to go out that weekend, that kind of thing. But yeah, now, having lived up to this point, mm-hmm. I think what happens even in your like in your three years that you had, there's a point where you reach where you you realize what you might want out of yeah. college. And right. 
I don't know if, if 18 year olds necessarily know what they want to get out of college outside of just having a degree that may get them a semi-promising career or at least yeah. the idea of a promising career. Right. Right. So this, this is going to be the episode, Charlie, where we are now referred for, referred to as the old men uh, <laughs> and anyone under the age of like 21 will look at us with just such anger and resentment for everything we've said. <laughs> Why are they talking about that old shitty action movie? I hate it. <laughs> Oh, so do we, or so do I, I should say. Um, well, I, I still want, I want to, I want to keep talking about us for just a second before we jump into the movie, uh, because I am still just really fascinated with, uh, your, your stampede host duties, uh, and just the fact that you have kind of like become a hockey fan out of that. I, I figured that would be inevitable. Like, you know, working so close with hockey, you kind of pay attention to things. You kind yeah. of get the 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 idea behind it. But so before you had this job, you weren't really a hockey guy. It was more kind of like the the host of it all is why you you uh, I, uh, were interested in this position. I dabbled a little bit with hockey. I guess, sure. you know, I, I did play some sports in yeah. high school. Um, or not even in high school. I quit by the time I was in high school. Um, but I did some sp some sports in like junior high, and then um, like in my hometown that I grew up in, it wasn't football. It was mm -hmm. basketball. That was mm -hmm. their sport, uh, and still is to this day, as far as I know. They where was that again, Charlie? Where were you? Uh, Where'd you grow up? Summit, South Dakota, a town okay. of two hundred okay. people. Sure. Uh, yeah, about two hours north of Sioux Falls. It's it's that it's the coffee cup gas station that you that you stop at <laughs> when on your way to either Fargo or Aberdeen. That I I grew up in the town behind that. Nice. And uh, but there are still a bath. So for the most part, I understand basketball very well, mm -hmm. um, just because of that. And another part of that was because I was always I was the AV guy. Sure. And in high school, so I always went to the games, but I was the guy holding the camera, yeah. and uh, that's that's just what I did. So I uh, I never really got into football. I'm still not into football. It's sure. just not my not my bag. Uh, when I moved to Sioux Falls, and I found out that they had a hockey team, and I like I'd go every once in a while, but I never really. It wasn't as something that I was like devoted to. Like I gotta do this. And then I worked, I actually worked at the Buffalo Wild Wings that was across from the arena where they used oh. to play. So we always nice. used to get the Stampede fans there. So I, I was familiar with their culture and, you know, kind of hockey culture in general uh, because of that. And then I, I found out that a friend of mine in town was a huge hockey fan and she would, uh, she and her mom would just take me to games every now and again. And it was, uh, I always had a blast. It was, it was the one sport that I thought was I, I thought it was the most fun sport I had ever seen live. Yeah. Uh, and that that's saying something. I'm not a sports guy. And like I study the commentary side of sports because, you know, I have to break down the statistics, um, mm -hmm. you know, just in this area and things like that. And me getting into wrestling. Uh, but now I'm watching watching hockey, you know, at least every other week, at least one it, two, three, four times a month sometimes. Yeah. And uh, and I'm watching it live and I'm I I legitimately have the coolest seat in the house. Like I'm just in the tunnels uh yeah. watching the games. And it's hard not to get wrapped up into it because it's so fast paced. 
It's mm-hmm. so hard hitting. It's so intense because like, I think the thing with football for me that always lost me is that they're playing for 15 seconds at a time. Yeah. And there is like a strategic aspect to it that I can respect, but with hockey, there's that strategic aspect, but it's at a sprint level mm-hmm. and they're carrying a weapon. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it, I, I think it just, and, and the, I think the culture of hockey is just a little bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the one aspect of hockey that I don't understand. And I don't know if I will ever get behind is the fighting aspect of it. It's sure. just, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And they just let them go. And yeah. for whatever reason, our, our boys recently have just been spitting fire. <laughs> if, if any of those guys are listening to this, settle down. <laughs> I love you all. You all, you're all doing great for the city of Sioux Falls, but man, I, I just don't understand that. Like I, I sure. understand the tough guy aspect of it, but to have to prove it in that way, as opposed to just proving it within the, within the confines of your sport mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and is it is what it is. I, and I'll, I'll take that, but yeah, it, it's a fast paced sport. It's, it, it's a lot of fun to watch live. And then on top of that, like the production value that we have in Sioux Falls is a, for the league that we play in is top notch. Like yeah. they, we have a great, a great place to play. We keep the fans entertained in between the games and not all of the USHL teams are, are as dedicated to that as we are. So I'm learning a little bit more about like the quote unquote entertainment side of sports. And uh, it's been, it's I'm, it'll be helpful with wrestling as well, because now I, I kind of know how to pace things. And now, whereas in indie wrestling, I, I've been told like, make it quicker, make it quicker or make it slower buy me time, things like that. I can improvise those things. But yeah. now I'm getting told you have 60 seconds, go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or you have, this is your script. Get upstairs, <laughs> get upstairs, shoot a video. You've got 60 seconds, go, you know? So I'm learning the little bit, a little bit more of the pacing of what the, what sport, the sports entertainment business is aside from wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then I still get to be myself, uh, which right. is really cool. So, it, like, during the intermissions, I get to go and play these silly games that are just to entertain the crowd. And <laughs> that, it's so much fun. And that's when I get to, like, be myself and have fun. Whereas some of, I, I, I like meeting the people and playing, like, the trivia games where we bring somebody in and, you know, hey, you won Big Macs for a year type of thing, you know? and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've given away a lot of Big Macs this year, actually. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> but it's, uh, so I'm, I, I like that side, but then I get to be on the ice and in front of the crowd. And I think that's yeah. when I get to like be, be myself and shine and, uh, show them that there's, that we're all here to have fun, even if we're losing. So, yeah. 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 What uh, what has kind of been like, you know, you might have a few of them, too, but what has kind of been like the highlight so far? Because this is, you know, while you have been a, a, a wrestling announcer for quite a while now, this is kind of your first time in the semi-professional, like, 
sports. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to call it, Charlie, because I yeah, respect, they, they I actually call wrestling. it sports entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's really well. Funny. Then this yeah. is not that big of a jump for you. Then <laughs> it's not. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they like I keep getting told like, oh, if you want to get into the sports entertainment business, and I'm like, I'm in the sports entertainment business, <laughs> Debbie, you seen my shit, Randy? <laughs> um, but I, I guess okay, so. I did, I interrupted you, but yeah, the yeah. so the it was mostly just what what have your highlights been so far doing this kind of venturing into this avenue of sports entertainment. So uh, two things. So one of them, one night we had uh, we had a game. So we never, if we're doing things on the ice, we can never have kids do it, and mm-hmm. it's just they have to be eighteen or older. Everybody signs a waiver, but we actually had a game that was for kids, and I got oh. to pick out two kids that got to they were driving those big wheels, like the, the electric little cars, like that look like Hummers type of thing. Yeah. And all they were doing was racing on the ice, but they're racing on the ice. And one of the kids came down and she was great. She's super cute kid. Her name is Anna. She comes to me at every game now and (laughs) it's awesome. But I picked out another kid that came in and I asked if he wanted to be a part of it. And mom was like, he would love to, we'll be down there, come down. And he's like, he's kind of crawling up and down the car. And I'm like, I looked at mom because he looked, he looked about the same age as Anna was. Sure. Or maybe like a year, a year younger is what I was thinking. Turns yeah. out he was three years old. Oh, and no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right. What's the what's wrestling Charlie? What would wrestling Charlie do? Yeah. So Anna is figuring it out with her car. This little boy could not figure it out with his car. <laughs> and thank God we had remote controls for it. Like so, oh, we were nice. trying to control it. So, and at a certain point, it hit a very slick spot on the ice, and it wouldn't go. So, and he was very far behind, and you could tell he was about to lose his shit. Oh no. And, <laughs> so I got behind him and I just started pushing him and I have the <laughs> microphone in my hand. And, and so I like narrated the whole thing and had a lot of fun. So I got to like improvise a little bit with that. and have That's some fun. awesome. And, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Another game though. I, this was probably my highlight. Okay. Uh, we were playing hungry, hungry hippos. And for those who don't know, like we have like a cart, you have a partner, you grab your partner's legs. Your the person on the cart has like a basket and they're, trying to get get these like red rubber balls from center ice you can kind of get the idea yeah um so <laughs> these four I, I asked this couple if they wanted to play as they were coming in they were totally game and uh, they still come to every game I see them at every game now nice these these four guys came up up to me and they're like we we would love to play and they were kind of broy and i was like you know what that that'll be fun down there like these guys will just be having fun and they'll be competitive with each other you know they'll split up into two to, and they'll go up against this couple and then i had already picked out a part uh another set of partners that were in our party pit uh mm-hmm. and our party pit is like a company rents it out and they're they're just there eating eating free food and, and drinking and having sure. fun uh and so I was like, all right, I think I got a good crew for this because I had to get eight people, which is really hard to do, believe it or not. But yeah. So I get I get my eight people. 
what happened. So they're in the second intermission. So between period two and, and period three, they, the four guys that I had picked that I thought would be really fun proceeded to go from pregame to the second intermission to get completely blasted. Oh, no. (laughs) Now, (laughs) yep, yep. So I'm like panicking at this point. They've signed waivers. They're all wearing helmets. I'm I'm safe at this point, right? Yeah. And then the two guys that I picked from the party pit apparently had the same idea in the party pit. Jeez. So six out of my eight people are completely drunk. Our tunnel that we have to go into or that we have to walk out on is right next to this party pit. Mm -hmm. The two gentlemen from the party pit meet these four guys and they're apparently loving each other's vibe, right? (laughs) (laughs) These four guys join these two guys in the party pit for about five minutes, I turn around, they're gone. I'm like, where the hell did everybody go? We have to go out in two minutes. I look over, there's six guys at the party pit bar taking <laughs> shots. <laughs> now, we're the we're in the second intermission. And we're about five minutes into the second intermission. These six guys are now in that time, we're placing we're placing bets with one another were chest bumping and because they're wearing helmets <laughs> headbutting one another oh my god and i'm just like panicked i'm panicked at this point and i look over at my boss and i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry he's like nope nope it, it's not your fault you didn't do any of this i hope nothing happens i hope nothing happens like, um they were so loud that the camera that stands in that tunnel had to turn to watch these these six monsters moshing with each other and put them on camera before they went out on the ice to play Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I I step on the ice and I'm like, I you could just see my microphone shaking like someone's gonna die. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the end of my sports entertainment career. Sorry, like Tony Khan's gonna hear about this, and I'm gonna be blacklisted from from professional wrestling after this because two people died. And like, <laughs> thankfully, they were at this point they were so confused by the game because of their inebriation okay. that they were nothing but fun on the ice. Sure, so, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that my panic huh. was not real. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> God. Oh Lord. What yeah. an experience. <laughs> it was. It was definitely an experience. And uh, you know, but that's been I, I think meeting some of these people has been as somewhat of a highlight because you it, it's still a small town. I mean, we're yeah. we're only, you know, three quarters of or I'm sorry, a quarter of a million people in right. this town. And and there's a lot of season ticket holders and they see me every game now. And you know, now I'm 
starting to get to know some of the ticket the season ticket holders we're having a lot of fun i see some of the same a lot of the same people every week yeah. uh but uh that's but that's been really cool to to see just to see that community and uh and then meeting some of the guys some of the players and we have a a group of interns that are the ones who help me and they're all really good kids and i, I really do hope that you no know, hope nothing but good for these guys and that they're learning something from this yeah. so yeah Oh, Charlie, I think that's awesome. Like, I'm just, I'm so stoked that you've kind of got this, this job now. And it feel, you know, it sounds like you're, you're learning a lot, but just getting to do a lot too. Like, I just think it's, I think it's super cool. And I always love uh, kind of getting to hear your stories uh, with, uh, with how everything goes there. And one of these days, one of yeah, these you're, days, you're I come make it out. It. Yeah. I'll make it out to a stampede game. I yeah. I got you, bud. I got you. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. Come on, Charlie, come on down. Let's let's talk about something uh, that I am not as enthusiastic about. Uh, let's move forward with our conversation on our movie of the week, which is The Boondock Saints. On the streets of Boston. This was no gangland assassination. It was way too sloppy. Something went wrong here. An FBI agent is on a case. All the low lives in the quiet city of Boston start dropping dead, and you think it's unrelated. They're all bad guys. Now they're all dead bad guys. The victims are the mob. What we have here, gentlemen, is the beginning of the first international mob war. And the hitmen think they're on a mission. From God. Anybody you think is evil? Do you think that's a little weird, a little psycho? Sort of like 7 Eleven. We're not always doing business, but we're always open. That is nice and close. Charlie. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what I want to start off with. Before we kind of dive into any kind of analysis on this, and maybe before I even talk about my feelings towards this movie, I'd like to know with you, Charlie, like what was what was it like? Do you, do you remember the first time you saw this movie and what it was that kind of spoke to you about this movie? Like why why did you dig it the first time you watched it? All right. So. Uh, I do remember the first time I watched it. Um, I was with a group of friends at a camp that we used to work at. Mm-hmm. And we had all watched... Somebody had seen it before and they recommended it. So we turned it on and I, at the end of it. I was 16? Sure. Maybe? Maybe? Um, And I remember that came on and was like, that was violent. I loved that. And... <laughs> um. I do. I, <laughs> we're we're gonna get into this here. We're, I'm just gonna dive into this right now. Yeah. 16 year old Charlie and 34 year old Charlie have different opinions on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> very different opinions on this movie. It had been a very long time since I'd seen this movie. Um, sure. Now, for uh, let me ask you this, Andy. What when yeah. you were when you were between like the ages of like 18 and 25? Mm-hmm. What were the movies that were just kind of always on at somebody's house? Oh man, uh, 
Well, so let's see. So I was I was 18 in 1999. So, you know, that would be like uh, going forward would be like Matrix and Fight Club. And, you know, we'd even do Pulp Fiction, probably, um, okay. you, you know, some of the sometimes the 80s action movies uh, and even Terminator 2, like those would be the kind of stuff that we would watch and, and comedies, uh, um, uh, 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 Jim Carrey stuff. Uh, you know, uh, even Animal House, we would play Animal House. So more more along those lines of type of things. The stuff that was kind of cool. Kevin Smith movies, I think, would be a good yeah. uh, a good summation too. Like uh, Clerks, Mallrats, um, you know, Dogma. Like those were those were the kind of things that we would play a lot uh, when a group of friends would get together. Right. Yeah. So there were always those movies, though. Is kind of what I'm getting yeah. at. Like, is that there's always those that set of movies in. in between like the 16 and maybe like 23 the the judd apatow comedies for mm-hmm. me were huge yeah. um and but i also remember like for whatever reason this movie just has the has a cult following for people yeah. my age and it there's a lot of people that love this movie mm-hmm. um and now i i, I want to talk about some of the things that i do think are positives of this movie sure before before we dive into the fact that we need to rip Troy Duffy a, a new asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so one of the things, this movie came out in 99. Mm-hmm. At the time, there weren't a lot of action movies starring guys that weren't like overly muscular machismo type, like your Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, Sly, even you, you get into like Van Damme and, uh, you know what, where I'm going with this, yeah. like kind yeah. of, kind of that. This was an. I think one of the things that stood out to me with this movie was the fact that it it is an action movie, but it's starring two fairly like meek dudes that mm-hmm. weren't necessarily action stars. Now Norman Reedus has become a huge a huge deal as right. far as a, an actor is concerned. You know, he's being considered for the MCU. I don't know. The Walking Dead sucks. So I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, and that's coming from a guy who's a giant nerd. And I loved the first season of The Walking yeah. Dead. I loved the second season of The Walking Dead. Past that, that show died a long time yeah. ago. And yeah. um, anyway, so it, it, this is one of the first action movies I think, and I think that's the thing that the one thing that was distinct between my my love of other action movies and this this type of action movie it was also there was also the religious aspect to it that i think there's there is the thought process for people who have like who are devout in within their religion of the the almost like a right versus might type of conversation that you sure. that you would have, and I think that's something that that always stood out to me too. And I've been on this show specifically talking about Fight Club, and yeah. you know how you know people use violent violent movies to make larger statements. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie was trying to get to that, but it didn't land it. And yeah. I think there, um, but then like at the end of the day, I don't think that those ideals were actually there. I think it was just trying to say something. I didn't know what it was, what it was trying to say. Sure. Um, the uh, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. is fantastic in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, um, he is. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, hold on. No, 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 what? 
I, I, let me let me backtrack actually. Okay. okay. Willem okay. Dafoe is interesting in this movie. There, is that, that I am 100% behind that. Yes. Okay. Um uh, yeah, yeah, I'll say he's interesting in this movie. Um cuz I there were too many things watching it at my at 34 years old that I was writing down. I'm like did he just did he just say that? Yeah. Um yeah. Oh. <laughs> um Oh, I mean, just to put to put not too fine a point on this, a lot of this movie has not aged well. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, I think if anybody is listening to this movie and thinking, or I'm sorry, if anybody's listening to this and thinking, Charlie's too woke, you're listening to the wrong show then. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been yeah. on other episodes. You're going to get this shit from me. Yeah, but a hundred and sixty something episodes so far, Charlie. You'd think they'd know that about me, too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's um, so this movie has not aged well at all. Um, this this went from 18 year old Charlie, probably who had had this movie on repeat. This was one of those action movies that. If we were drinking, we just wanted to watch a movie, we'd just throw it on type of thing. Sure. Um, 18-year-old Charlie and 34-year-old Charlie think very differently. <laughs> and 34-year-old Charlie is looking at this movie and thinking, boy, they opened with a with an overtly sexist <laughs> opening. Mm-hmm. And then we move into a lot of very blatant racism. Uh, and we get in, we now looking at it too, we get into really bad Italian accents Mm -hmm. and we get into, uh, so many things like the, I completely forgot about the, the scene where they're in the strip club that didn't sit well with me at all. This movie, uh, this movie is now on my naughty list, Andy. <laughs> oh, Charlie, that's that's not what I was trying to do. I promise. <laughs> I, I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. But uh, yeah, I, I <sighs> God, it. There's so much about this movie that I don't like. Now, I will. For the most part, I think one thing that it accomplished is that it did maybe open up the door for a new kind of action movie because mm-hmm. now you see an action movie and it's and it's Keanu Reeves as John Wick and that's that's kind of the bar of what we have but yeah. it kind of it, it at least opened the door a little bit for somebody who wasn't Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger or doesn't fit that archetype for for that kind of action movie yeah. um maybe it opened the door for for that um but that's oh okay hold on i do have one my only other positive is that i am a big billy connolly fan yeah as far as i i love anything that that he's a great comedian mm-hmm. i do sincerely think that he is a badass villain yeah. in at the end of this movie i think he's great uh and one of my arguments that i that i'll even make is that this is a terrible script here mm-hmm. so i want to give you i want to give you kind of an open platform and hear this and because i have one proposal with this that i want to throw at you with this okay but 
I want you to rip apart this script. And all right. Okay. <laughs> is it does that mean it's is it my I mean it's my turn to talk yeah. about how much I hate this movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh I will start off <laughs> by by taking you back to the year 2000. Uh I was working at Blockbuster Video. Uh, this was part of the Blockbuster exclusives lineup uh, because okay. the theatrical deal behind this movie fell apart. Everything everything with the release of this movie fell apart. So Blockbuster purchased uh, the rights to this movie and made it a part of its uh, Blockbuster exclusives lineup where they would kind of release these uh, small independent films direct to video. Um, okay. And, you know, in the store these movies that nobody had heard of were hyped as like, yes, it's a blockbuster exclusive. And I remember uh, blockbuster exclusives were like, uh, there was a movie called Dahmer, uh, which was uh, Jeremy oh, Renner playing yep, yep, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. Uh, Love yeah, and Sex. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Love and Sex with Famke Johnson and um, uh, John Favreau, I think was the, the male lead in that movie. I don't, uh, I don't know I anything John about Favreau. it. That yeah. Sucks. I don't know anything about that movie. Uh, uh, but it was, a, it was a blockbuster exclusive. Um, and then boondock saints. And then there were, there were a ton of other ones. And a lot of them were like made for showtime movies that got released on video. Okay, just, okay. just low budget, not, not great. Uh, but then this one came along and somehow like, word of mouth for this thing like took off and people yeah. were like oh i want to rent boondock saints you guys got boondock saints do you have boondock saints i've been told i really need to see boondock saints i watched boondock saints um i want to say because when when you're an employee at blockbuster the movies come in like the week beforehand and you've got to prep them make sure they're ready for rental um okay. and you can rent them ahead of time. You get five free rentals a week and I would like to rent, you know, rent the movies so that I can watch them and know if I can recommend them to the customers, like try and have some kind of uh, uh, legs to stand on. And I watched this yep. movie. Uh, I hated this movie <laughs> right from the very beginning. And it was like, and what was really funny about it is like, I didn't like the movie, but once it got to the end credits, I was furious like just furious with this movie because I found the fake like news seat, like where they're interviewing people on the street talking about boondock saints. I found that sequence so irritating. And I was just like, I hate this movie. Like I am not going to recommend this to anyone. And then like it picked up and people would ask me like, Oh, have you seen boondock saints? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like it. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Uh, and then just over time, like my, my feelings of rage <laughs> towards this movie <laughs> have just grown and festered and it's like it's like uh anytime it scars over something happens and then somebody pick it's like picking the scab and i can feel the <laughs> boondock saints blood again uh and like it surprises me sometimes like the people that do like this movie and i'm like why 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 do you like this like what is there about this that you find appealing mm -hmm. um and i think I think the thing with it is, and I, I'm not, you know, that's that's rude of me to say because I don't want to knock somebody for liking a movie. You know, yeah. everybody has their own opinions. You can like whatever you want to. I just think this movie is hot garbage from start to finish. That's that's me. That's where I stand. Um, <laughs> but, but but it's like with this movie, it, it wanted desperately 
desperately to capitalize on the uh, kind of Quentin Tarantino vibe, but there is nothing about it that makes it feel like a Quentin Tarantino movie, except for people with guns who say fuck a lot. Like, yep. that's that's all there is. There's nothing smart mm-hmm. about it. It's not intelligent. Like, it is just these guys who, in a really poorly shot scene, feel like God has told them that they need to kill these people. Like, And, and that's, that's, that scene doesn't land, like, at It's so all. bad. So yeah. bad. It looks... Like, it looks cheesy. Like, this looks like a straight-to-video movie. Like, there is nothing visually stunning about this movie at all. It looks so flat and goofy, and all of the, like, attempts for cool stylistic choices fall so terribly flat. Mm-hmm. Like, and and this is this is my rewatch. Like, I, I hated this movie, but I had only watched it that original time. It was oh just this God. idea of this movie in my head where I was like, God, oh, I hate this movie. I remember watching it that first time and I hate it and so I was like and I've always carried that hate with me like a virus (laughs) for for, for 20 years Uh, and then watched it for the first time again or the the second time uh, uh, now about a week or so ago and I was just like from from the very beginning I was like oh yeah I remember why I don't like this movie and it just like it's bad bad all the way through what i did watch however is i did see there's a documentary out uh that's called overnight that is about the kind of the process of making this movie um and and shows what uh troy duffy is like and everything like surrounding the making of this movie (laughs) And that documentary is incredible because he is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he got like blacklisted for making oh, this movie and then yeah. it took off and that's why there's a sequel. And yeah. yeah, he he is a pile of shit. Holy crap. If the Weinsteins thinks that he's bad, you know that there's something really wrong with this guy. <laughs> I didn't put one and one together on that one. Thank you for doing the math. <laughs> yeah, because uh, this originally was was supposed to be a, a Miramax release, uh, and you know Miramax bought the rights, you know funded, paid him for the script, uh, gave him a director's you know uh, uh, um, you know salary for directing. Uh, yeah. We're going to fund the movie, and then they stepped away from it. Uh, and if, if Miramax is stepping away from your movie, right. uh, something's not right there. Yeah, um, it is. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's bad. It's, it's it very bad. bad. Um, And there are, there are moments where it's like, oh, okay, this could be interesting. And then yes. they like, I don't know, they want to push it too far or they want to just, they take this weird turn with the, the, the dialogue where it just completely annihilates any of that potential um i i will completely agree with you i think that willem dafoe is giving a very interesting performance here um i think he's he's good i think he's let down by the character like the character is just odd for like no real reason yeah um like and, and i feel like i feel like in 1999 and in 2000 a 
a gay FBI agent. Like that's that's awesome. Like how how progressive right. to have a gay FBI agent be the character that kind of like slurs and yeah. They just they yeah. made him like this this caricature of a uh, like yes. this, this kind of mean caricature of a, a gay man, and it's just yeah. kind of like oh, and you yeah. feel you know there's there's part of it's like well, why would why would Willem Dafoe like do that? But you know at that time the guy's an actor, he's got to play a part. Right. Uh, and he probably was kind of in that middle spot that was before Spider-Man. So it's like Very, before yep, he's yep. before we're recognizing him as like, you know, oh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, this was where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, remember Willem Dafoe when he was in, you know, Mississippi Burning and stuff like that. Yeah, he just yeah. he did those fuck movies with Madonna. Remember? Remember those? He said it's this guy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just. This this is this is the hardest movie for me to swallow. Um, like it is, it's it's probably up there as one of my least favorite movies of all time. Like, um, and if it, if I had seen it in a the theater, I I I don't know if I would have walked out because now I have a hard time doing that. Um, but you know, if it was released to a theater, I probably would have been like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? why? Um, well. But, yeah, it's bad. I saw the sequel in a theater. Yeah. <laughs> and that was so I remember just very much trying to like the sequel. Sure. <laughs> and like it was it's just, it's hard to that's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> um and I I'm guessing you have not watched the sequel. I have all. not. And I and I want to yeah. ask because I haven't seen it. Uh I know that uh what's his name? Uh Kevin no uh Della Rocca, David Della Rocca, uh, Rocco is brought yeah, back. Yeah. Uh what they do a weird dream sequence with him. Oh and okay. Yeah, yeah. They do like a strange, weird dream sequence, and then I mean they just I mean it just continues to be racist and sure. like, is, and they bring in a guy who's Mexican and like he's just very that's the only interesting thing about his character and yeah. they're just yeah, let's highlight this guy's this guy's ethnicity and it's Jeez. yeah um it's it's tough but yeah uh so okay i want to propose this here for you knowing the script that and i know it's fresh in your mind now too Mm -hmm. let's say we get rid of some of the stuff that really doesn't work on in this like the punching of a woman at the beginning of it um and the lewd stuff at the strip club scene Mm -hmm. you know some we can we can pick some of that stuff apart let's say this script was made into a comic Oh, what do you think that would have looked? Uh, how that would have sat with people? Because if it, I, I feel like they they take out the stuff that doesn't work as a film in this, and they make it, or I should I shouldn't even say as a film, just some of the stuff that doesn't work socially anymore. Yeah. They throw this into a comic book, and then they can recycle it into a movie by somebody who is worth a shit in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, what do you what would you think about that idea of like a comic book about these two characters? Is that more interesting to you? Yes. Now he, here's the thing. So <laughs> in in our little uh, hypothetical situation here, uh, I want 
somebody to buy the rights away from Troy Duffy, so he has yeah. nothing to do uh, with these these characters ever again. Um, right. I, I want him to to not have not write a line of dialogue uh, for these guys <laughs> at all. Um, but in that instance, if you take him out of the equation and make it so it's these two brothers who have grown up. Uh, you know, kind of in the outskirts or, or like like in the thick of like a, a, a crime infested city. Uh, they kind of they're they're not necessarily tied to any mafia or gangs, but yet they've somehow been connected with people who have been related to gangs and right. stuff. And they see all of this terrible, you know, these terrible things that are happening. Um, and that's like kind of their motivation to like become vigilante. So it's the same same kind of setup, but. I don't know. There's, I think you're able to have a lot more liberty to make the story darker um, and eliminate all of the things that are really like, isn't it cool if we make fun of these people? Isn't it cool right. if we hit this woman? Like, isn't it cool if we do, if they get rid of all of that and kind of focus on these two characters, and I think focusing on the two characters relationship with each other, like, yes, I don't feel like, there's ever a moment in this movie where the brotherhood of these two characters is really like fleshed out. Like we yep. get, I get that they're brothers, but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel that a genuine vibe between the two of them. And I think, yep. you know, really going into that would be a lot of fun. Um, I think getting, getting a whole issue on uh, Billy Connolly's character, like his his mm-hmm. backstory would be fun. So there is a comic book on that. Oh, actually. okay. okay. And that's kind of what the sequel covers. So that's the only part of the of the sequel that actually works is that hmm. they go into Billy Connolly's uh, story, which is really actually kind of interesting. What? Okay. I thought that they they had hit a vein, but then they fuck. I mean, I know I'm going to say this because I don't foresee you ever seeing the sequel but then sure. they fucking kill him off in the of sequel <laughs> and like that was the most interesting part but yet uh there's like a backstory to el duce and you know how he became what he was so hmm. it was it, it was interesting to as far as that was concerned and then there was like an actual big bad guy at the end somebody who like wasn't just a stereotypical you know, mafia person. So I, there were things that that stuff was cool, but I don't know, man, that it yeah. just didn't work. <laughs> like yeah. it, and this doesn't sit, this, some of the stuff in that movie just doesn't sit well with me now that I'm 20 years older than when I was when I first saw it. So yeah. 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 It's tough too, because I, I would like, I wish I had something where I didn't feel so negative on this movie. Like, yeah. and I guess saying that Willem Dafoe is giving an interest, interesting performance is kind of positive. You know, saying Billy Connolly is good is kind of positive. But there's nothing about this movie that I'm like, where I where I ever feel like it worked completely. Like, mm-hmm. there were things where it's like they made an interesting choice and I was like, oh, okay, this could be good. And then they kind of screwed it up. Um, mm-hmm. Because even the... Like, I do like, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get mad at myself. I I kind of like the scene where they drop in from the ceiling 
and mm-hmm. shoot everybody. But and I might be confusing this with a movie I watched today, but aren't they kind of like tangled up when they drop in? So it's yeah. like it's it's not even it, it doesn't take itself seriously. It was like definitely an accident. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, been... it, it was supposed to be like this whole divine intervention, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. I get that. But it it, it was yeah, it doesn't work. And yeah. you, there were there so I guess my pitch on this is that we we take out all the stuff that doesn't work socially, mm-hmm. we plug it into the pages of a comic book, and I lo- and we take that idea, like you said here, focus on the relationship between the three characters, Alduce and the two brothers, yeah. and I think you actually have if you can get somebody who can actually write a story, and that I think you have the base for a very interesting comic book mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's going to blow your socks off i'm not saying that it's going to be watchmen i'm just saying that it, i think you've got a very cool action-based comic book that yeah. could that you have i don't know at least the storyboard for what could potentially be a movie later down the road but mm-hmm. I, it's the script I, I i felt like he was writing a comic book and then he made it a movie yeah and that's kind of he didn't completely just looking at some of the dialogue. Cause I'm thinking of some of the dialogue that they say in this movie, you can't get away with that on the screen, but mm-hmm. it, you put that in print from a character who's kind of given the big, the big reaction, then it kind of works. Yeah. So that's kind of, I, it's just a theory. I'm not saying that's what was happening with Troy Duffy being a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's just something that it, I think might be a way to eliminate some of the social issues and give people give 2022 the boondock saints that maybe they had wanted in the first place yeah um i want to i want to read a quote from a review that i found uh because i think this this is a really good summation of kind of a summation of what you said because as a comic book you have these these you know uh, action sequences and they work really well on paper but when you're trying to connect things it kind of it, it doesn't uh, f- doesn't flow into a really uh, good story because you're mm-hmm. kind of ruining your moment so the quote is it's from uh, Nathan Rabin of the AV club uh, said that it's less a proper action thriller and more of a series of gr- gratuitously violent set pieces strung together with only the sketchiest semblance of a plot the movie is <laughs> all style and no substance a film so gleeful in its endorsement of vigilante justice that it almost fears or almost veers or ascends into self parody uh yeah <laughs> well that yeah. wow yeah way to go nathan yeah. from the av club wow nathan nathan nailed it um yeah. yeah it's just and i think i think the tonal inconsistency of it too like yeah. where there are some moments where it's like we're going to be super serious and then there are over other moments where it's like oh this is kind of a joke uh it just feels it, it it feels like a uh, a parody of these kind of movies and just yes. it never really never really gets to where i think it wants to get and never never really gets to where i think it thinks it's getting like i think this movie loves itself this movie loves itself so much yeah yes yeah. i yep yep well and i think nor you know 
I know I just shit talked uh, The Walking Dead, but <laughs> Norman Reedus has said that he he did the sequel, and mm-hmm. they left it open for a potential third one at the end of it. You know, some yeah. fans are have clamored for that since whatever year it came out. I can't recall, but um, Norman Reedus has said to your point here mm-hmm. that he would not do a third one unless it focused on the relationship between the two brothers. Good. So yeah, that's. It. Yeah, very smart on his part, yeah. but uh, yeah, just, just don't don't see the sequel. Don't see the sequel. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, uh, I said, I said good, but at the same time, that either means that uh, good because you know Troy Duffy will never do that, so maybe it'll get out of his hands, or that means that there's going to be a third Boondock Saints. Like, I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily a good thing. I don't know if we need that. I, you know, if if Norman Reedus is getting the offers from Marvel, like we've, yeah, we've yeah. talked about, he's not doing Boondock Saints 3 with Troy yeah. Duffy. So, time to, yeah. time to put these Saints away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I forget the, the other gentleman's name. Um, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yes, the, I've only seen him in one other movie to my recollection and that was a romantic was it, comedy with was Sarah it simply Nicole. irresistible yes <laughs> yes that's yep. what it was yeah thank you yeah um, <laughs> but it, it i yeah it, but okay and i i do i i genuinely really like billy Connolly, but he's yeah. a comedic actor so that i think that's the thing that that struck me the most right um for the most part you see him in a lot of comedies and He's a very funny stand-up, too, if yeah. anybody's ever, ever, ever listened to that. Um, I also think that Billy Connolly has one of those voices that just calms me. Mm-hmm. Like, he could he could just be reading a story. Like, <laughs> do you ever see the the Nickelodeon version of A, a Series of Unfortunate Events with Jim no, Carrey? I did, I no, I did not. Uh-uh. No, the, yeah, that was a Nickelodeon movie. They did the okay. Series of Unfortunate Events. Um with Jim Carrey as Lemmy sure. Snicket. Okay. It was, and it wasn't bad. It was just, it, it was a Jim Carrey performance inside of the Nickelodeon yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> B- Billy Connolly plays one of the uncles. Oh. And he's actually really great in that movie because he plays the zookeeper who finds like the, ge- who finds gentle animals. Like, did you ever have to read those books as a kid? I did not. I think they, I think they came along after, uh i hit the you know was kind of out of that age range okay okay so there yeah he plays one of the uncles that these kids go to after their parents pass away and he he's a a, that's what he is he's a zoologist and like he has uh he has an animal called the like the world's most poisonous or the world's most dangerous snake or something like that (laughs) And what he finds, what you find out, is that he's trained the snake to be basically a puppy, and like, he's like <laughs> holding a corn snake in his hand uh, while he's playing the mandolin and singing to these kids, and like he's like <laughs> he's like the sweetest man in the world in this in, in this Nickelodeon movie. It's fantastic. And mm-hmm. Honestly, I, if you ever get a chance to see that, like it's almost worth to, worth watching that movie simply because of seeing Billy Connolly as like the the most heartwarming uncle in the entire world. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it down. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and it's not great. It's not it's, sure. It's not gonna knock your socks off, but it has it has a huge cast. It's a lot. Of, it I do think it has. It's a lot of fun. It's almost like a 
the last of like some of those children horror movies that that we would see. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, God, like what's the, what's the one that they just remade with with Anne Hathaway? Oh crap! Uh, yeah, with the witches. It. The witches, yeah. So like, yeah. It, it's kind of it got a little bit of that vibe with some of the like James and the Giant Peach vi- visual design mm-hmm. with it too. So yeah, I would recommend it. It, it. it it is a lot of fun. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. I think I think I remember wanting to see it, but then I was kind of like, I, I go back and forth on Jim Carrey. He's somebody that yeah. I I really like uh, when he gets to do his kind of quieter dramatic performances yeah uh but when he goes goes to comedy sometimes it's you know it's jim carrey so <laughs> yeah yep, yep. it's a jim carrey movie when he, yeah. when he goes to comedy yep awesome. yeah there's no other star in that movie aside yeah. from oh, like yeah. kick-ass 2 which yes. makes me laugh but yeah <laughs> good call good call yeah uh anything else you know actually i'm gonna say this uh i prefer i much prefer the kick-ass movies uh to this movie <laughs> i like i like both of the kick-ass movies uh quite a bit more than i enjoy this this uh boondock saints so oh that uh, that would be a fun a fun little rewatch for you and i to, to do is you the kick-ass yeah. movies i do love the, the at least the original one i absolutely yeah. adore yeah, I really, really like the first one a lot. The second one I still like, but it is definitely a drop in quality yeah. uh, because it's kind of like it's it's not taking itself seriously at all, mm-hmm. and it just pushes the boundaries of uh, reality <laughs> yeah. as far as yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go uh, in the in that world. Uh, yeah, but Charlie, yeah. anything else about Boondock Saints uh, that you want to cover that you want to discuss? Anything like that? Oh hell no, no, no! Yeah. I think we figured this out. Like, no, this is, you know, I'm not gonna give it a turd like you will because I, yeah. I, uh, but I, I, I'll give it a one to one and a half star sure. as far as movies are concerned. Um, I just, man, like I, I, I know I'll, I'll get called, you know, I'll get called woke for this, but like, <laughs> this movie is so fucking sexist and racist. Yeah. I can't get over it. And so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's shitty. It's, it is. It is just shitty. Um, since it is the Christmas season uh, on the naughty list, uh, I am not giving out the turd. No, no. <laughs> Boondock Saints gets a lump of coal, uh, and it's a it's a lump of coal that I would like to set on fire uh, as fast as I possibly can. Uh, this I have a it. feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling that this movie is going to be the one uh, that I like the least out of this whole series because shock and surprise, I actually like Halloween Two, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two more than boondock saints yeah so. yeah and that one's hard to get through too so charlie this has been as always like i i just love getting to talk with you no matter what uh but especially on the show because then other people get to hear your voice as well where can people see you online where can people see what you're doing like what's what do you have on tap that you'd like to to shout out uh and let people know that you're going to be doing yeah I, you know we've got a lot going on um i'm still the ring announcer and commentary person for flagship pro wrestling um that is going to be the that's going to be a coming up here i know we were we're looking at a lot of different things for 2022 and i'm sure they're going to be announcing dates 
coming up. So I, I have not dropped completely out of wrestling. Um, I should be doing in, in in the early spring, doing a show for below zero as well. It's nice. kind of what I alluded to. So that, but I, I, I will always plug the promotions that I've worked for. Um, the one that I want to put an emphasis on, and we'll touch on this a little bit if it's possible. Uh, yeah. Magnum Pro. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys could support Magnum Pro Wrestling, um, the owner of Magnum Pro Wrestling has uh, unfortunately been put into hospice after a a pretty a, a pretty trying battle with cancer. Um, so at 37 years old, his name is his. I'll use his real name here. His, his real name is Nate, uh, but he he wrestles as Jason Strife. Um, or you know, he is allegedly yellow dog as well. Um, so that the finals week was interesting to hear about that. Cause strife was the first person to give me some of my first real shots. And I've shared the road with strife on a handful of occasions as well. Uh, it's been, it, that's been kind of a, a tough thing to see, but if you guys could support Magnum pro wrestling, or I'm sorry, it's not even Magnum Pro. It's just Magnum Wrestling now. Uh, mm-hmm. Magnum Wrestling out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, that would mean a lot to me. It would mean a lot to our community because uh, this is a this is really taking its toll on the Midwest uh, professional wrestling scene. So please do that. Um, don't mean to bring down the room the room with that, but that has been definitely something that we that we talked about talking about. So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, come out to the see the Sioux Falls Stampede, uh, where I will be playing games in between periods and during media timeouts. And you can come uh, meet Stomp the mascot with me and sign up for some games. We've got a we're on our holiday break. All the all the kids since we're USHL, most of our kids that play for, are in high school or of that age heading into college. So they're taking their Christmas break. And then we have three games between christmas and new year's uh we have one that wednesday we have one on saturday and then one on new year's eve so wow yeah it's gonna be it it's gonna be a busy couple of days over there um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm stoked don't get me wrong um, right I, i'm also exhausted because i worked a full day <laughs> yesterday and then i drove straight to the stampede and i woke up at six to cut my hair so I didn't look like uh like Homer Simpson at the game and <laughs> and drove to work and then drove to the game and I didn't get home till almost 10 o'clock because we went into and we went into sudden death and then oh, sudden death didn't happen and so we went into a shootout and that went into five shots so <laughs> it was it was a long night <laughs> to say wow. the least so <laughs> we, we had a long day yesterday but uh, Super Bowl Stampede, um, or I don't know if you're a student at Bemidji State, holla at your boy. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably need a place to crash when I start driving up there. I, I don't know. I'm not going to. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, where can people find you online, Charlie? Oh, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Wrestling Voice Numeric One. So that's at Wrestling Voice One. Still. Uh, still this day, I, I'm not, I'm not dropping the wrestling thing. I, Tony yeah. Khan, I, I, I got experience with bigger production now. It's time to, it's time to take me seriously. It's time to start answering your DMs, Dick. So <laughs> that's 
right. Don't leave Charlie hanging. Get, get this man on your squad, Tony Khan. Yeah. He'll 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 help clear up any kind of drama, that's for sure. Uh, Charlie yeah, is a, a a man with a rational brain. Uh he can mediate any conflict. So bring oh, him, bring him aboard. <laughs> Could you imagine me in a room with like Ace Steel and CM Punk who are just yelling at it, at everyone? Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> what the fuck is going on <laughs> why is uh, this dog barking still <laughs> uh charlie as always just an absolute treat so thank you for joining me for this episode absolutely hey before we leave i want to yeah. are you gonna watch klaus yes i am i i am okay. i i it is on my list uh you gave it to me to watch for next year so i was gonna write you a letter i was gonna or write you a note and be like uh, so now I don't have to watch it till next year. Is that what you're saying? But I will. I just, uh, want, I just need I'll, you and Casey to watch it to, just to yeah. justify that oh, I yeah. think it's as great as it actually is. So. Dude, it, it was nominated for an Oscar, so that, that I really, means yeah. somebody else out there thinks it's good. So I will, I will watch it and uh, let you know how I think. I haven't been like dodging it. I want to watch it. It's just time is tough. Yeah, right? you're busy watching the Boondock Saints. I know, because, yeah, I'm doing <laughs> watch, watching things that I really wish I didn't come up with this idea for. <laughs> and we out! As always, a huge, huge thank you to Charlie Eccles uh, for a great conversation. Uh, if you didn't know this already, I just, I just enjoy talking to Charlie. Uh, yeah, just what a good guy. What a good guy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was great having Charlie on the show. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be on again one of these days, but for now, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're at all interested, you can follow fat dude digs flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, letterboxd, TikTok, YouTube, any social media you can think of. No, that's not true. But those ones, I, I'm definitely at the ones that I listed. Just give a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks and you will find me there. Um, if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. Subscribe to this podcast. Rate and review this podcast. Like this podcast. Uh, I love doing this uh, and I'm going to keep doing it no matter what. But the best way to get more listeners is with your help. So please get this out there to your friends. Uh, rate it if you can, especially on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, if you subscribe to this podcast, not only do you get Let's Talk About, but you also get the Criterion Break where I am joined uh, by Blake Genethan and Derek Veerink, uh, two of my closest compadres, and we talk about our love for the Criterion Collection proper and the Criterion Channel. Um, we usually do those about once a month, sometimes more, depending on if we've got a lot to say. Uh, but our, our episode, our newest episode was released last week, uh, and that was where we dove into year two of the State Theater here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, so if you are a local and have not been to the state or definitely already know about the state and love it as much as we do, uh, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back here 
next week. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. If you have recommendations, if you'd like to be a guest, any of the above, uh, if you'd like to donate any money, you don't have to. You really don't. I'm not, I don't, I don't want you to. I mean, I'll take it, <laughs> but that's not what this is all about. Uh, but you can definitely send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. Uh, join the Facebook, every time, every time I forget, the Facebook group, South Dakota Film Community group. Uh, on Facebook, if you are in the South Dakota area, even if you're not and you just want to join a, a community of people who love talking about movies, that's the place to go. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, we'll be back with another Let's Talk About next week. But also, uh, keep an eye on your feed, folks, because there will be a special Christmas episode. I uh, can't decide if I'll have it out on Christmas Eve or if I'll have it out on Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but a... a Scheduling change kind of had me move things around a little bit. Uh, and so you will get another Naughty List episode uh, sometime <laughs> this weekend to celebrate the holidays. Uh, so until then, uh, we'll see you back here. We'll still see you back here next week. Same fat time, same fat channel. And let's talk about movies. Uh, have a wonderful week. Uh, and then we'll, like I said, we'll see you, we'll see you on Christmas and I'll give you all the Christmas wishes at that time. Bye. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks. Thank you.